0: You're listening to the Platte River Bard.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And
0: I'm Sherry Berger.
1: And we are here with Kevin Lawler, the Artistic and Administrative Coordinator of the Great Plains Theatre Commons... Welcome, Kevin, to the show. Thank you for talking with us today.
0: Welcome. Thank
1: you for having me on.
0: Thank you for taking the time. So you've got a a big week ahead of you.
2: Yes, very big week.
0: (laughs) So the conference opens on Sunday, May 29th, and ends on Saturday, June 4th. So we definitely wanted to make sure that we got this out and started talking to you about everything that's going to happen. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how the New Play Conference came about?
2: Sure. Um, The new play conference began at Metropolitan Community College uh, and uh, Dr. Jody McDowell, who was the president of the college at that time in 2006, um, brought the idea of the new play development conference happening from the past college that she worked at, where they also did one of these. And I think they still do. It was up in Alaska. Um, They still do a, a new play conference and so she brought the idea when she came down to be president of metro um, and started it up and it's been going ever since this is the 17th year of the conference nice and the idea is to give some vital support to playwrights who have new works that uh, have not had a, a full professional production before um, so these plays are brand new plays. They really haven't seen the stage. And um, the idea is to get a lot of the top theater artists in the country in to put some energy and response into, into the plays and work with the playwrights and help them get to the next step with their new work. It's really neat. That's really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, yeah, you guys have
1: a ton of people coming in, playwrights and all kinds of folks.
0: And mm-hmm. you had over a thousand sub- submissions of new plays to read through this last year to decide who's going to be performing this week?
2: Yeah, so every year it's a little bit different, but usually it's between 600 and 1,000 mm-hmm. plays wow. that we get sent in. And um, then we winnow our way through all of those scripts uh, <laughs> to come up with this year it's 14. 14, okay. 14 total, yeah.
0: And, and you said you've been doing this, I'm sorry, how many years again? Uh, we
2: started in 2006. I I took over at the helm in 2009. Okay. Um, but this is our 17th year for okay. the conference itself.
0: So, so in that time, that 17 years, have you had any plays that have made it out into the rest of the the, the country and the world, or how is? Oh that- yeah, lo- lots. <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs>
2: Yeah, Because you're, um, you're getting yeah.
0: scripts from all, that come from all over.
2: We're getting scripts that come from all over, and we're getting international scripts now, too. Oh, wow. And, wow. Um, uh We've had a lot of plays that have been done in local theaters with full productions, uh, too, and plays that have gone on to New York and London and all over the place, nice. all over our country, for sure. Um, for sure. This, this week is really cool um, because... One of the plays we developed in 2017 as a play lab at the conference okay. as a, a, a play lab uh, feedback and response um, is going to be fully produced here at the Creighton Leeds Center on the first, second, and third of June. Um, so, And it's a local playwright. Her name's Beaufield Berry. You might have heard of her. Oh, okay. Her.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: But... It's her play in the upper room, which is is in the upper um, room. Okay, yes. In the upper room, yeah. It's based on her family, and it's like three generations of an African American family in Omaha back in the 1970s. And um, it is a tremendous play. It actually it got picked up by the Denver Center for the Arts, and there was a full production in March at Denver Center for the Arts. And I went out to see it. It was a great production. Wow. And, um, and now we're really excited to be doing a full production. So you can see this kind of trajectory. If, uh, yeah. You know, have somebody bring something in and develop it here, and then it goes to a wider audience throughout the country. Exciting. That's cool. In the upper room. Yes, I noticed Rashi is in that. I, I, I
1: was looking to see the different people in there. Rashi is in that. I worked with her before. She's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful.
2: Yeah, Rashi is great. So uh.
0: you start on Sunday, and mm-hmm. you also have workshops going. Um,
2: Sunday doesn't have a play lab.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Um, usually we just start out with some the kind workshop. of orientation things for people from out of town and we do the workshops. Sure. And then we give everybody that day to really rehearse a lot with their local directors and actors and mm-hmm. everybody. So yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a getting acclimated day for pe- everybody from out of town.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, then the playwrights are, going, of course, going to have uh, access to uh, all kinds of resources in, in terms of you know dramaturges, and uh, I noticed you said you're bringing in some sort of production design type of people to work with the playwrights and them thinking about you know how they want to stage and and put it together and all that. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> Much like a production, but bigger scale. That
1: sounds like a fantastic environment for for everybody, but I mean, especially for the playwrights to be able to bring their their play to all these folks and have all these uh, incredibly talented people be able to start throwing ideas around and workshopping stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And uh, actually every year... The playwrights just really love working with our local theater artists. They that's cool. They come out and they don't know really what to expect and what they'll get from Omaha or Omaha community. But mm-hmm. hands down, every year they just love working with our people. So absolutely, there's a yeah, there's Omaha's got a lot to offer.
0: Yeah, uh, that is yeah. for
1: sure. And uh, it's nice to hear that when they come in, they are pleasantly surprised. That's excellent. Of course they are.
0: So, yeah, you've got people coming in <laughs> from, from all over. Um yep. and, and I noticed even one of them, is that the title of the play, Greater Illinois? Is that the title yep. of the play? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so even plays about coming from all over about other parts of the country. That's exciting. <laughs> so the most important thing to communicate is that this is free admission. So even though you have the Blue Pass that includes lunches and transportation, um, oh, that's right. although I don't, I think those might be sold out, but this is all free admission. So just to come any day that you want to come that you can, you can attend
2: really the whole thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. All the public events are free and open. And, um, so you can come down, just check the website, the schedules up there, or you can get on our conference app that we have. Um, the website can direct you to that too. And just pick. Any play, there's descriptions of the plays and bios of the playwrights and uh, everything that's happening every day. Anybody can come and take part and see these plays are really amazing and um, and they have to be amazing to get chosen out of six hundred to a thousand right. plays to be selected. And oh, yeah. they're really beautiful. And then the conversations that happen around the play, like. Um, after the play is performed by our local director and actors, the the guest artists who have come out, uh, first they respond, and uh, the designer does a little short presentation and shows some images and different ideas about design for the play. But then the conversation opens up to the whole community that's there, and they're really amazing, fascinating conversations uh, that, that occur, so it's quite, it's quite a deal to come out to come spend an afternoon hear a panel you know uh, watch a play lab and ha- get in some great conversations a lot of these plays are really timely and um, explore topics that are very much on all our hearts and minds yeah.
0: and um,
2: so it's a great time
0: wow and just just the collaboration that's happening i mean i think even at an- the anastasis theater the people that founded that met at your conference Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty great lots of collaboration on many levels that are happening so that's fantastic
1: do we want to read off the plays and the playwrights uh real quick or do we want to save that or
2: do we want to to do that
0: it's up to you if you'd like to get in the weeds with us or Um, not (laughs)
2: sure i can just read through the 14 um, titles and playwrights if you want me to do that
1: that would be cool just because yeah i mean you know yeah. Kind of a
2: big deal they got
1: chosen. Let's make sure all the plays get at least
2: named. Oh, okay. Um, the, f- the first one we've got on the website is titled Know Nothing. It's by T. Adamson. Yeah. Coming in from New York, New York. I'm right. And um, the short synopsis for it is a middle aged realtor, Gwen, lives with her dying mother, Martha, in a small home in rural East Texas. Hmm. Together, they must confront the histories of resentment, despair, and racial violence that have brought them to their painful and codependent present. So that is Know Nothing. Um, The next play is Stains by Sarah Cho, and Sarah's coming from Los Angeles. And um, Stains is about an impoverished Korean-American teenager as she struggles through her first period with the help of an imaginary friend who happens to resemble a wisecracking witch from a popular 90s sitcom. Uh-huh. Stains is coming of age comedy about a Korean American girl whose family sees her first period as a burden, a play about growing up poor, female and Korean American in Los Angeles. So that's uh, Sarah Cho. Sure. Excellent. Um, the next one we have is Neighbor Jane with Tina Esper and Tina's coming in from Montclair, New Jersey. Um, neighbor Jane is Margot and Philip are hoping to spend a quiet weekend on the river when a loud, mysterious bird and a terrified neighbor interrupt their evening and alter the course of their plans, possibly forever. Ah, dun, dun, dun. <Yeah>. Um, in the Canyons by Daniel Hurowitz, and uh, Daniel's coming from Brooklyn, New York, and um, the synopsis is that Lena and her father Alan arrive at her grandmother Pat Brentwood's, Pat's Brentwood Hills home, that's I think in LA, mm-hmm. for dinner just as a fire breaks out at the bottom of the hill. As the fire grows, blocking Lena's mom from joining them, Tensions seethe between them about Pat's apparent disdain for Alan and Lena's impatience with her grandmother. By the time they learn that uh, evacuation orders were issued, it becomes apparent that they won't all be able to escape the Inferno. Ooh. Okay, let's do Body and Blood next. That's Body and, That's by body and Blood. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's Shannon T.L. Kearns, and Shannon's coming from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm. And the synopsis is, "'As whispers become a roar and threats mount, "'Joshua stands in front of his congregation "'plagued by doubts. "'He knows he is called, "'and yet he can't help but wonder "'if it makes a difference, "'if he can make a difference, "'if he's enough, "'or if maybe he's too much of too many things, transgender man, bartender, priest, too fractured to heal the suffering souls of others, but when in a moment of chaos he calls out in despair, the answer is clear. There is more to this story." Mm. That's Body and Blood. Mm. Um, The next one is Yellow Wallpaper, which you might remember the short story from English class.
1: Uh, a long time nice. ago.
2: This is Yellow Wallpaper 2.0 2020 yeah. by Jennifer Mizell. And Jennifer's coming from Los Angeles, California. Okay. Mm. Um, wow. everybody. This is everybody, coming from everywhere. Yeah. yeah. This is a riff on Charlotte Perkins Gilman's classic domestic horror story mm. about a woman driven crazy by the rest cure for postpartum depression. Yellow Wallpaper 2.0 2020 is about a female adjunct professor trying to thrive in COVID quarantine despite her toddler and demanding husband outside her bedroom and the personal demons she faces within.
1: Mm -hmm. Neat. Uh, That's That's neat.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I remember. Um, A
0: pandemic story. Next one we're looking
2: for is... Deadass, which is right here, Um, by Nia Akila Robinson. And she's coming in from New York, New York. Wow. And the synopsis is, in February of 2010, a New Jersey principal was placed on temporary leave of absence for touching Aisha Wilson's Afro. A new African vice principal arrives a few days before the shortest month of the year expires, and request Drama Chorus with students who are 99% white and 1% Aisha to perform their inaugural Black History Month assembly. Between 2019 and 2020, seven states have dedicated anti-discrimination laws toward hair texture and it's 2021 now. Do we see the problem? cool that is gonna be a great one too okay oh to be pure again is our next one by kira rockwell and kira's coming from boston mass massachusetts Mm. um the synopsis short synopsis for this is set during one hot texas summer at a charismatic christian church camp this earnest drama follows the senior girls cabin along their journey to make an authentic connection with something bigger than themselves. A new play about female desire, submission, rebellion, and growing up in a religious culture that's obsessed with your sexual purity.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay.
2: Um, Diaspora, let's see, here we go. Uh, this is by Phaedra Michelle Scott. Coming in from Nyack, New York, and the uh, description is Sunny, an idealistic black millennial, is writing a history about the legacy of her family. Her younger sister, Janae, wants to reject everything about her ancestry in favor of a created one. Sunny discovers the mystery of their grandparents and decides to confront her past head on in order to put the spirits in her life to rest. Okay. Um, the next one was the one that you mentioned earlier, Greater Great Illinois. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: by Stephen Strafford from Athens, Ohio. The synopsis reads, Greater Illinois is the story of Danielle, a black woman who lives with her husband. She and her husband keep being offered more and more money and ultimately threats to move from their apartment in the South side of Chicago to a new government-sponsored suburban community, when Danielle pushes back against what feels like a sinister government agency, a tragedy is inflicted on her. Danielle seeks to make right what has been wronged. Greater Illinois is also the story of Patrick, a white guy man, who is being moved into the same South Side apartment a year later. The move into this space is contingent on him signing papers that dissolve his marriage and agreeing to never marry someone of the same sex again. Haunted by memories of his possibly dead husband and caught in a bit of a romantic intrigue, Patrick's world is turned even more upside down when a mysterious person arrives at his door. Greater Illinois is the story of the decisions we make to fight, flee, or freeze. It is the story of the ramifications of these decisions.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Right. Wow. Uh,
2: yeah. We're, uh, we've got a great batch here. The next it. one is Rx Machina yeah. by Katie Shea Violet. And the synopsis for this is an ambitious pharmaceutical sales representative's relentless pursuit Pursuit of a rigidly principled pain management doctor leads to an intoxicating, forbidden connection that comes with a cost. Ethical boundaries are blurred in a literal manifestation of doctors being in bed with drug reps, forming a love triangle fueled by money, sex, and power. Illuminating the everyday impact of pharmaceutical marketing on the opioid epidemic, Rx Machina searches for humanity in a healthcare system that profits from pain and asks who gets to get better and who gets left behind. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Acetone Wishes and plexiglass Dreams Uh by Stephanie Kyung Sun Walters and Stephanie's coming from Philadelphia. Um, the synopsis is, Selena has moved home to Philly's Koreatown to take over the neighborhood beauty salon. Do-it-yourself Reno keeps her busy, but discovering a secret about her high school buddy, Inky, and gossiping choruses of aunties and uncles keeps her busier. However, Selena has a secret of her own, a secret that dragged her across country only to return home empty-handed. Will Selena prevent the rumors, ghosts and aunties from chaining her down or will she drag Inky into the dark web that she's brought home? Excellent. And the final one is Coco's Queens, Coco Queens by Ladarian Williams. And that synopsis is set in a small town called Helena, Alabama. Coco Queens is a riveting play that forms an unbroken bond between four African-American women as they navigate their way through deep-seated, sometimes painful challenges of love, forgiveness, and black womanhood in the 1970s. Mm. So there's our group of plays.
1: That is Gosh. a fantastic group of stuff, man.
0: Everything from all over and, and lots of topical issues about race and sexual identity as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And a pandemic play.
0: And a pandemic, yeah, a pandemic play.
1: Super topical, yeah. Oh, I love it.
0: So mm-hmm. what was your process for deciding these? This had to have been difficult. What, how did you set up receiving so many scripts and being able to absorb them all to decide? Yeah, the
2: logistics on that, yeah.
0: Yeah, what to yeah. do.
2: So over the years, we've built up a group of readers that we hire and um most of these readers are really well-established playwrights very very talented playwrights and um they usually each read about 25 plays and there's a whole rating system that they rate the plays and review the plays on and then they send them back to us and and then we go to a second round of readers of much smaller group of readers and they read the top rated plays that were sent in from the first round mm. readers. Yeah. And they review and rate those plays. And then we have to choose from that batch, okay. the final 14. And I will say it's a um, totally anonymous submission process. So the only thing the, the readers get to review or make a choice is just the play itself. They have no idea who wrote it or anything about the person oh, who wrote okay. it. So they get the title
1: and the play and that's it. That's it. Okay. And it's one
2: of the few, we're one of the few places in the country that does it that way. And people love it because there's a lot of other places who choose not just based on the play, but who the playwright is, how established they are. Sure. What kind of connections they have. Sure. Um, those types of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also nice to have a place where if you're new in theater or new to playwriting, you can send your play in and know that it's going to get a fair shake. Absolutely. Wow. And yeah. it's,
0: it's all know?
1: about the writing. It's all about mm-hmm. the writing. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic.
0: Wow. So mm-hmm. I like that. How, how many plays did you personally have to read then in the end? You were part of the, the final process and you had
2: I this year. I stepped out of the final selection process. I've been part of it since two thousand and nine, yeah. and this year, because we're this is the first year we're doing this uh, conference as a non as our own nonprofit. That's right. Um, I stepped out, and we, uh, you know, had a group of three readers that that went through and and selected i see okay. wow so you
0: got a year off at least <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was hard actually it was really hard yeah i bet it was, I bet it was. I bet it was. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: and how did you get involved in theater i'm i'm actually very intrigued about your background how did how did you even just begin to do this and then it yeah. turned into
1: how'd you come to theater this? or theater came to you rather as it happens
2: um <clears throat> i uh, uh gosh you know I had the the same story that pr- probably a hundred percent of theater people have as <laughs> when you're a kid doing shows you know putting together shows like in the garage and stuff and sure so I was always doing that stuff and um, whenever I got a chance to perform as a as a kid in grade school and stuff I did um, but then it was really uh, uh, when I got into college and started doing some plays in college that I really started to take a love of it, of acting specifically at the beginning. But then I I ended up going to a conservatory, a theater conservatory called SUNY Purchase in New York. And um, that was a total immersion and and training and, and some of the top theater artists in the country doing working with them mm. and then um, Ended up coming back to Omaha to visit a sister for a weekend here in the late '80s, and uh, got offered on a on a total whim, a total coincidence. Some people offered me a warehouse space if I would move to Omaha and start a theater. Oh wow! Um, so I called a couple friends back in New York and said, "These these crazy people offered me some warehouse." <laughs> space. I started a theater, and um, so my two buddies said, yeah, let's do it, and they moved out, and we started a theater called the Blue Barn Theater in yeah. 1989. There wow. you go. Yeah, and that's still that. going. Yeah. <laughs> still and did it
0: just become too much at the Blue Barn, so you moved into this space for the new play writers? Or... Um,
2: no, <clears throat> uh, the Blue Barn the blue barn was going, and we kind of kept rotating out who was artistic director and who was doing stuff. For the first few years, we were just a total group collaboration. Then we okay. and we started having one person take it over for a while, cool. and I had it for a while. And um, then I went back to New York for about seven years, okay. and then I started getting sort of sucked back into. Uh, <laughs> that was the conference. Was start was in its initial. You know phase and they started asking me to come out and act in in things and direct things and then they finally asked me to take over cool um running the running the whole thing that's
0: great wow all yeah. of us needy nebraskans we you just we just had to keep you here <laughs> that's right
2: they weren't willing to let you, you can, go <laughs> you can try and get out and it's going to suck you back that. exactly right. right. they'll get you because
0: you're not originally from here your sister was just living here so are you originally from new yeah. york then
2: no, actually, I'm originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota, from Minnesota. Okay, okay.
0: in okay. St. Paul. Wonderful. Right?
2: Yeah, Saint yeah, Paul's Mendota, wonderful. right across the river from downtown.
0: Wow. Well, we're glad you're in Nebraska, and we're glad that Nebraska isn't too far away from your hometown. But, you know, as well. As yeah, my daughter and I are going to.
2: We're going to drive up uh, a couple days after the conference is done. We're going to drive up and take a vacation. Cool. Oh, that's great. It'll be yeah.
0: beautiful up there, yeah. by a lake or something. Oh yeah! Wow, I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that you're doing this new play conference. I'm, and I'm so glad that you um, are helping develop the playwrights. That I think that's something that Omaha is has been missing, and it's so nice to have such a solid resource there for playwrights mm-hmm, to have for sure. access to.
2: Sure, and we have we have some year round programs now um now that we're in our own nonprofit, we're doing programming year-round and we've got some great programs for local playwrights year-round one is called first first draft that's for people who want to get their first play written Mm -hmm. their very first play and they need a little help and they need a little support and that's uh every three months we get a new group of people in and um so if you have a a script you've been struggling with your very first play that you want to write. That's a group to get involved with. Oh, wow. And then we've also okay. got uh, commoners, which is a two year long program and that's for people who have been already been produced playwrights who are a little further down the road. Okay, And that, that again meets, um, I think it's twice a month. And, uh, that's a group that supports each other. We bring in professional, dramaturgs and playwrights and all kinds of theater people to meet with them and give support and um we give them a staged fully staged reading of their script and uh do a retreat and all that so that's a great program wow. for playwrights who are a little further along and
0: and you've mm-hmm. just recently established yourself as a nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in
2: 2020 yeah.
1: you guys did that?
2: <clears throat> yeah i think it was 2020 yeah. it was right when the pandemic started so basically. yes
1: hey all right <laughs> so
0: so how are you, you besides the fact that you're you i mean this is a free festival so how are you how are you funding your endeavors
2: Oh uh, we ha- you know we have some great local support and a lot of it is local support and cool. some people who have been With the conference from day one and a lot of people have been there for over a decade supporting us Mm. and then a lot of new folks have since we became a nonprofit our own nonprofit and are doing year round programming. There's a lot of new folks that have come on because they're interested in some of the newer things we're doing Um, we're doing a lot of community based work now with different populations in the community. A lot of it's connected to immigrant and refugee and new American populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so anyway, we it's almost all local. We do have some national funding, like from the national endowment for the arts and oh, things like that. Sure, but, yeah. That's great. But Nebraska is really, uh, takes the mother load of supporting us to do this. It's really nice to hear yeah. actually. That's yeah. really nice to hear.
0: Well, it's, a, it's a good state mm-hmm. to do it. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, the Nebraska arts council and they've just done such a great job. They've done a great job. Being job able and- to get money mm-hmm. available.
1: We like our arts here, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's such yeah, a, sure. it's such a pleasure to meet you and to find out more about, about what you're doing. And, and now that you're, um, Established? Do you are you planning on expanding any of your programs, or are you going to are you gonna stay with this schedule for, for right now, or what's in the horizons? I guess is what I should ask. <laughs>
2: um, well, we're we are expanding. We um we've we're lucky enough to be chosen uh, with a group of other about seven other nonprofits to become uh, uh, be part of what's called Yates Illuminates, which is taking place in the old Yates Elementary School um, right up there by the old Mutual of Omaha offices on on uh, 30, 31st in Davenport is where the school is. Mm-hmm. And um, we're all going to be moving into that old school. It's being renovated right now. And um, we'll be kind of basing out of that new home with these other nonprofits. Most of them, again, are serving immigrant communities and um, new american communities and refugee communities so we'll be doing a lot of work there and as an old historic grade school in omaha you probably remember it has a gym and on one end of the gym there's a little proscenium stage yep so we'll be we'll be doing work on that that stage and we'll still be doing shows all around town just like we always do okay sure but um that's some of the growth and um, our PlayFest, which used to be just during the week of the conference, is now expanded out to a year-long season of theater. Um, so that's a big step of growth for us. Yeah. Um, however, in the upper room that's taking place this coming Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, that will that will be during the conference. But that's still a PlayFest show, and you don't want to miss that wow. that show. And, and then a free. Be- on the campus, at the
1: up. Fort Campus?
2: Uh, nope, that's gonna be at the Leeds Center, the Creighton Leeds Center. Okay,
1: that'll, be, okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right, in the yep. upper rooms will be at the Creighton Leeds
2: Center. Yeah, the first, second, and third at 7.30 at the Leeds Center. And you can get reservations, you can reserve a seat for it online, but it's free and open to everybody. Oh, to yeah. Get there. So. You know, um, one of the things about theater that we're trying to, trying to open up a bit as access and who has access to theater and a lot of the people including myself for many many years decades (laughs) couldn't (laughs) afford to go see theater uh around and you know it can get very expensive very quick to go and um so doing all our programming for free allows a lot more people to be able to come and see and take part in in theater yeah, that's excellent.
0: Well, we're so thankful for everything that you do for the community and, and really thankful to be able to take the time to talk to you about it and try to help support you because um, I think it's fantastic what for you're you. doing.
2: thankful for you guys doing the podcast.
0: Oh, we're wow. happy yeah, to do it. Really we wish cool. we could yeah. do more. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really cool. Just yeah. fantastic, and, uh, of course, the the big uh, playwriting conference coming up uh, this coming week and, and, and next week, but also uh, it doesn't stop there now, because year round,
0: yeah. there is
1: playwriting assistance for people who are just trying to get their first plays written, for people who already have written plays and have them produced, mm-hmm. year round assistance from professionals, That's that is great.
0: fantastic. What a great That's an amazing program. resource.
1: It's an amazing resource. Yes. There's a lot of good
2: stories to come out of our community. Yeah, yes. No kidding.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And we are so excited for you about this. And we can share <laughs> it right. on social media. But thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Yes, indeed. Life thank life. you very much. You. Kevin Lawler, the Artistic and Administrative Coordinator at the Nebraska Theater Commons.